everybody. Welcome to Pints with Park Scope, the non-super tired version with Joe. Um, how's everyone doing? I hope you had a good Labor Day weekend. I had an awesome one at Universal for Halloween Horror Nights. And uh, again, we'll be talking about more Halloween Horror Nights, won't we? Um, yeah, so let's get into this. The uh, drink I am drinking tonight, a wonderful pumpkin nitro. It's in a can. Ooh, that sounded cool. <laughs> There's something always been awesome about nitro beers. I don't know why. But it's pouring out like milk, almost. It's kind of weird. I love it. Oh, look at that. That's gorgeous. Oh, man. <laughs> Looks really good. Uh, but anyways, uh, how's uh, everyone doing? Uh, I hope you're doing well. Because, man, I'm tired. It's been... Long weekend. I can't do this anymore. I'm 35 now. Last time I did Horror Nights, I was 33. And I just can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> Man, I, I can't do the 2 a.m., uh, nearly 2 a.m. closes to and waking up at 10. Can't do that anymore. My body just won't let me do it. So, I kind of gave an initial uh, um, impressions of the event. Uh on Friday night at, like, 2.30 in the morning uh, just to get something out. But I want to dive right into, like, more thoughts, and I've done more stuff, so I want to kind of give my overall thoughts. Um, also, because I'm writing the Touring Plans um, review for the event, and I uh, just want to kind of talk through my feelings and... Um, uh, yeah, and, and kind of like make sure I'm, I, I know where I'm at and what I want to do here. So let's do this off. Um, let's get this off on the road. So let's uh, start with the haunted houses. Um, this is uh, this is a really really strong year for the houses, um, and it feels like it's been that way for a while now. I don't think we've had a bad house since Lunatics Playground in 26. So 27, 28, 29, and 30. I don't think we've had a bad house. Um, which is, you know, a pretty good run. Um, also, I don't, I don't think outside of Scarecrow, Slaughter Cinema, and Stranger Things, and a few other ones, we haven't really had a like high caliber, top tier, incredible house either. Um, and we get, we're getting pretty close this year, but we'll go through that. Um, let, let's just talk about those two that I think we get pretty close to this year. Um, the first one is Wicked Growth, uh, which is ba- the closest you get to Scarecrow, in my opinion, um, in a very long time. Mmm, delicious. Um, this gets, as I said, as close as you can to Scarecrow, except instead of it just being Scarecrows, it kind of dives into all the Halloween stuff. So you get witches, you get goblins, you get all sorts of cool stuff in there. Um, some cool effects, some cool... Um, a, a lot of things that you don't necessarily expect. Um, there's one, uh, also we're going to be getting into somewhat spoilers here, so I would skip this if you're, uh, it, actually, you know what, I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do spoilers. I just want to, I'll keep everything kind of brief. Um, but, uh, I, I'll try to avoid any scenes that we d- uh, directly describe. Um, but this house has some really cool scares. Um, there's some interesting things that are done with the... Uh, how scare actors are placed and what they interact with. Um, also, in the middle of the house has a really, really neat effect that is o- under you and around you. 
I just don't want to give too much away, but it is very Halloween-y. Um, it's pretty, really, really cool. I really liked it. Um, I thought the end maybe was the weakest part, just because you just have the pumpkin lord there, and he's just kind of chilling. Uh, it's not necessarily like, you know, the uh, there's a stinger scare or something like that. Um, but it's still pretty good. Uh, the next one I really liked was Haunting a Hill House. I've actually not seen the show. So just to give you an idea that th- this is not something that is based on if you've seen the show or not, if it's good. Because um, I think that's a lot of problems that um, people get into. Like, oh, you, you've seen the show. Well, it's bad. It's good. Whatever. But nope, I haven't seen the show. But uh, I really like the scares in this house. They did some really unique ones. Uh, uh, there's uh, w- one area where they can literally hit you three times with the same thing. So that's pretty cool that if you you really can't miss it, unless you're very, 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 very unlucky. Um, I've only heard about that happening once, so say say what you will. Um, I think there's some really creepy effects. I think there's some real weird and just spooky stuff in the house. Um, it's a very much a kind of a spook house, old school kind of haunted house vibe to it. Um that uh, I think really sets the mood and really is a very much a Halloween Horror Nights house. It just feels like a Halloween-ass Halloween Horror Nights house. Um, so that I really like that house. Um, and uh, I really think of the IPs, it's the best one, which is um, saying a lot. Uh, next up I, I really liked was Puppet Theater. Um, I think the, the, the next few are a little step underneath the Wicked Growth and Haunting Hill house for me. But Puppet Theater has a lot of unique uh, puppets, just like a lot of different puppets. And what's cool is that they really come at you with the scares in this one. You're going to get some unique stuff that I haven't seen in a while. Um, You're going to get, you know, the scare actor hiding in something, which, you know, we haven't seen since Scarecrow. Or the scare actor, like the one-two punch of scare actors, or scare actors pushing people, kind of like scaring them through the house so they keep moving. Um... Things like that, uh, a lot of lot of cool, cool effects like that. Um, I also really like the um, that they had like a uh, a scare actor doing a soliloquy, and that was a cool scare with people around him and things that he could do, and just a kind of a very unique thing that you don't see in many houses, or if they're done in houses before, I don't think there's done as well. Um, so puppet theater was really really good. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein lives. We did it last year. Y'all should know by now what it is, what's up with Bride. I really like Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Um, they added some more scare actors. They um, so w- w- the first thing you see as you enter the house is the the falling of the ruins outside of um, from the the end of the movie, and they actually and you're supposed to look through it like through the wall, but they opened up the wall a ton, <laughs> like. It used to be like a brick or two missing. Now it feels like they've shot like a cannon through it. So it's like, you can't miss it, guys. It's like right here. Um, So that's my only negative. But otherwise, they've really... uh, It's the same house we saw last year. They've improved it with um, more actors. And it's just been... It's just a really solid house. I really enjoy that one. Um, The Icons house. uh, Halloween Horror Nights Icons. uh, Is that... Was it... It's like captured? Was it... Yeah, I think that's what is captured. Why didn't I forget to put captured in there? Whatever. Um, 
it's it, I wrote it as a love letter to the uh, fans of the event. Um, you're going to see a lot of cool things in here. Um, you're going to see fear. You're going to see all the icons, all the major ones um, from the past several years. Uh, you will not see Blood and Bone because they're not icons, so you guys can sit down. Because uh, <laughs> I know there's a whole contingent about him them being the best icons, but they can they can do things. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things I really liked um, uh, is that all the victims in the house are actually victims from that year of the event. So in the Lady Luck room, you'll get people wearing the Icon shirt, like the Halloween Horror Nights 22 shirt. Um, or 21. Was it 21? I think it was 21. Sorry about that. Um, for Jack's room, it's all, you know, 25 and and stuff like that. So you get to, you get that really interesting, um, kind of crossover and, uh, it's just very interesting and very cool. Um, it's just to see that. And, and then the ending where various icons win is kind of funny because everyone's like, "Oh, Jack's going to win, but you know, it's kind of funny to see the usher up there or the storyteller and all that stuff. Um, I still want to see, uh, all of everyone up there. I'd like to see chance. Honestly, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I really, I really liked Icons Captured, um, and it's just a real fun house. I liked it a lot. Uh, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy is uh, from last year also, and it's a pretty known cons- quantity. They added actors. Um, one of the best things they did um, was last year. Uh, there's the infirmary room, and they had all the sheets you'd walk through, like around, and they were all covered in. <laughs> In way more so than in any house right now is all that uh, is was basically shower curtains, and they got rid of all that. It's just regular old, you know, uh, towels like just regular old sheets now. So thank God for that. That was legitimately the worst instance of that I saw, and that was last year. So it was very good to see that gone. Um, but otherwise, it's like it's exactly the same thing you you know, from last year, it was really good. Um, all a great facade. Um, but it's exactly what, you know, you you know, I mean, it's, it's revenge of the tooth fairy. Come on. We did it last year. Uh, case files on earth, legendary truth. Uh, I really like this one. Uh, the big problem is that the house story doesn't really make any sense. You get thrown into, it starts as like, it's so basically the house is like a conspiracy theory unfolding, of like you know a guy doing like his own re- his own research you know um into all these mysterious files and uh and what have nots and cases with bad guys that Boris Schuster dealt with um and it's it basically the theme is like he's diving through these old detective novels and he's doing it as in uncovering Boris's files and unlocking these totems. And it all happens, the whole house, like in real, like as the real time it happens. So it, the, the scares are flashbacks, but the re, this main story itself happens over the original Halloween Horror Nights, which I think was really cool. So it, like it starts on October 25th and you see a thing and then it ends on the 31st um, or something like that. So that was really, really cool. Um, I thought that was a really neat touch, uh, but it's just a really confusing story to explain to anyone besides your wa- besides this is the uh, uh, the uh, um, 
the, the the true crime or the crime detective novel version of slaughter cinema <laughs> where you just have the giant covers of the 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 novels and then you have the mon- the one or two rooms with the monster or whatever they're doing um so that's it, it's a good house i i liked it but it it really does suffer that way um the coolest part of the house is the new york section they actually recreated New York from Universal Studios Florida, Most, more specifically the Kitty Cat Club at exit uh, exterior, and you get to go in the Kitty Cat Club, and inside was jazz singers. They had a jazz singer up on stage with horns, like a succubus drawing us in, and there were scare actors around her, and or like coming out at you. But it's credible. They had actually had like an actual jazz singer in there and she was vamping and talking to the guests and singing and it was wonderful i think uh we really need more live mic'd actors in houses uh it were it was probably the best part of ghostbusters this is definitely the best part of legendary truth um really really liked that that was really enjoyable and a lot of fun um next up is scary horror in the heartland same kind of problem there's not really much story there and it's kind of confusing where you're at uh, what I thought was Hive was actually something else and vice versa. And things aren't necessarily that clear. Um, the only two parts that really stood out that were very clear what it was, was Meaty Meats and um, the, uh, wow, I'm totally blanking on it right now. But yeah, the Meaty Meats and the HR Blood and Guts. Thank you. Sorry about that. Wow. Um, those really stood out. They were very clear what those were. And um, it was still pretty good. I just think it was lacking something. I don't know. I, I it's hard to put my finger on it. Um, but that's kind of where my uh, my heart lays with that one. Uh, next up, I think this is like another layer down is Beetlejuice. Um, it's fun. It's it's funny. Beetlejuice. Um, when we went uh, once, he was miked. The other time, he was just pantomiming. It seemed like. Um, which is perfectly fine, whatever. Um, but it's good when they're mic'd because then they could just interact with you and it's pretty cool. Um, but uh, what was neat is uh, it's more of a fun house than it is a haunted house. And a lot of what you see in the house is very drawn out. Like they go with movie quotes a lot. So it's very kind of like, this activated trigger is going to be 15 seconds long. <laughs> it's not going to be quick. It's not going to be pithy. And that's kind of the problem it runs into is like, it doesn't give time for things to breathe. And when it, it just kind of, it, it, there's too many empty spaces and it just felt really weird. And like, I, I don't know. I, it, it's not, it sucks when I say it that way, you know what I mean? But it, it is what it is. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a little disappointing. Um, I thought they could have gone a little bit crazier with it. I thought it would have been fun to see something more practical for the carnival Beetlejuice, for example, for such an iconic and like a a thing that's literally the image of the event to see it basically be boiled down to a static prop that you see for five seconds. It's kind of disappointing. Um, so yeah, Beetlejuice. Uh, the final, finally, last but not least, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've never liked Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
Um, I've never really seen the movie, and I'm okay with that, really. Uh, the house in twenty in 2016 was okay. Um, the smell got to me. This one doesn't have the smell, thank God. And also, we have masks, so that helps. But the... Um, I thought the house was good. I thought it was fine. Um, the best part's the ending when they just kind of decide to throw a bunch of leather faces at you with chainsaws and you have to run through them. That was fun. But, like, you know what you're going to get into. It's going to be dark. It's going to be a lot of um, a lot of taxidermy <laughs> and a lot of gore. And that's about it. That's exactly what you should expect um, for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Again, not bad. It's not bad, but it's just, you know, if, if someone's like, okay, Joe, we got a 15-minute wait for Chainsaw, we have a 15-minute wait for Brides, and we have a 15-minute wait for Tooth and a 15-minute wait for Icons, out of those, like, I just definitely the last one i choose. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's go do Brides, let's go do Tooth, let's do, you know, whatever. Um, let's do Icons. So, Scare Zones. Let's, uh, let's go uh, my least favorite to my favorite. Uh, Seek and Destroy, my least favorite. Um, I gave this one two and a half stars. I'm pretty much sticking with it. I think it's one of the weakest things in the event, honestly. Um, I understand what they're getting going with. They're trying to make this sterile, 70s-like dystopia vibe that you would see in THX 1138 or Logan's Run. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily work. I think they need to rethink it a little bit. It's not, again, bad, but... They need to do something. They need to either roam in packs or do more with the spotlights or something. Um, I, I just don't know. Um, but it's not my favorite. Um, next is Crypt TV. Very much the um, the uh, selfie scare zone. Monsters look great. They're all on stages. No one's really scaring anyone. It's just a, a vibe zone, which is okay, <laughs> you know? It's fine. Um, it's totally, totally fine. Uh, Gorewood Forest, and I would say the next two are kind of tied. Gorewood Forest is really beautiful to look at. Um, the trees have, like, vines on. Like, they look like veins almost is the best way. I've heard them described as, like, the trees, like, are on fire on the inside. But they more look like veins because, like, some of them are blue. I think that's super cool. Like, just thinking that these trees are, like alive in this weird way which is just super super cool <coughs> excuse me um the terra queen doesn't do much of anything which is disappointing but everything in that in the scare zone just looks really nice and is and is really good um so i i i, I put this one in the middle of the pack uh next up is 30 years 30 fears i think this one is uh, you you kind of have to grade uh, production central scare zones on a curve because they have to go they have to deal with the parade so like you can only do so much in there plus you know you're the main one of the main arteries into the event plus it's only like a certain size so like there's only so much you can actually do with the scare zone and I think they've kind of nailed it you want it to be somewhat scary with some cool effects and some you know posing for photos like you got the giant 30 years 30 fears signs with the icons you've got people on stages you've got stilt walkers you got fire 
I think it's it sets the tone. It sets the vibe. I think it works perfectly fine for what it is. It's not um, conceptually flawed. Like I think Seek and Destroy. It, well, Seek and Destroy isn't conceptually flawed. It's not. It's not flawed. Deeply flawed. Like Seek and Destroy is. Um, but you know, it's not also a standout. I think. Um, I want to. What was the, the harvest? I want to say it was uh, for twenty eight. I think that was probably the best one I've seen there. That one, and I really like Masquerade, but I understand why that wasn't some people's. But Harvest was really good that year. Um, and then uh, my number one scare zone is uh, Likes Camera Action, Eddie's Revenge. Um, I really like the scare zone. I think this cast is going all out. They're going nuts. Um, they're really interacting with everyone. They're going out and going wild. I think the theme's a lot of fun. I think all the props are cool. You get to see, like, Fan 55 again. You get to see Invasion again. You get to see Treaks and Foons again. Um, I think everything's great. I really liked... Um, I really, really liked Hacked, um, um, Haction. Just, it's just a really... It's a really good zone. Um, so I would say that's the best one. All those zones... Even the Eddies, I only, I'm only giving three and a half stars. It's not like this is, like, some big wide range between them. I, I just don't think the scare zones are as great as the houses and that's just kind of my general feeling i i know um brian mcnichols from turk plans is opposite he likes scare zones more but eh, whatever um for shows marathon of mayhem carnage factory um it's good it's a lagoon show uh what was really weird so what i really liked with last uh last events is (coughs) excuse me they did like the opening with the um, uh, the Wolfman soundtrack, I think it was, and it's like the and then they kind of just cut and did the went to the eighties, and they kind of did it as like a general Halloween Horror Nights intro. I wish they just kept that, made that like you know how like Disney has the wonderful World of Color that they do for every time for all the versions of World of Color. Well, Universal just do that for Halloween Horror Nights. Every single opening should be that music of that kind of opening, and then it should do that weird cut into that year's show. And um, they just kind of don't do that, which I thought was a really missed uh, opportunity. Um, I think everything looks good. Um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was really funny because they had, like, marching chainsaws. It was very, um, very uh, brick-in-the-wall-esque, <laughs> if you kind of get my drift. Um, Haunting Hill House is perfectly fine. The Classic Universal Monsters is always fun. That was a really good one. And the original Horror Nights icons is good. Um, it's about 10 minutes long, so it doesn't overstay its welcome, which is a perfect length. Um, I just think it's uh, it, it's definitely a step down from 29. But, of course, 29 was almost like a perfect storm, so can't do anything you know wrong, really, I guess. Um, I, I gave it a three and a half stars. I think it's a show that you should definitely check out. Worth your time. Um, it just doesn't go the places that 29 did. Because it just doesn't have what 29 could work with, you know, honestly. I mean, for crying out loud, it had Stranger Things and Ghostbusters and all sorts of stuff. Um, Next up is Halloween Nightmare Fuel. Oh, boy, this show. Um, Halloween Nightmare Fuel is insane. It is crazy. Um, So for people who know uh, what happened with... Academy of Villains, they had some very credible accusations about basically workplace abuse and other 
abuses, and it was real bad. And it, and there's enough people and enough credibility that Universal just backed away and said, "Nope, this isn't it anymore." And it doesn't sound like Academy of Villains is a thing anymore because of all this, um, which you know, don't you know, abuse is terrible. Blah blah blah. It, you know, it sucks that. You know, a lot of people got caught up into this, and then people thought they were awesome, and turns out they were bad. But you know, we're we're trying to get rid of predators, so it's good that that's over. Um, but so the Universal kind of decided to go with a uh, internal team to make their um, uh, variety show. I want to call these variety shows because um, I'm not really sure what else to call them. Uh, this. Uh, Halloween Nightmare Fuel combines aerialists, fire handlers, dancers, and magicians. So, a while ago, we started teaching, not teaching, teasing, Magnus Utopia. Uh, this guy who was on Britain's Got Talent. Like, he could be doing the show. And it, he's not doing the show, but they worked with him on the special effects and magic. So... If you watch some of those videos, some of those effects are directly in this show. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, if you watched it and the term bed <laughs> rings a bell, that's in this show. Or um, cage is in this show. Or that one freaky pedaling thing, it's in the show. Um, as magic tricks, but in addition, there's some aerialists and gymnasts. Um, there's really three main aerialist acts: uh, one lady with a pole, one guy with a god the ropes, and then he comes back out and does something else. I forget off the top of my head because my mind was blowing at this point. I was just like, um, and then just a ton of fire, like three fire handlers. And they're spinning stuff and juggling, and at the end of the show, they're fire breathing. It was, it was intense. It was a lot, and it was pretty, pretty cool stuff I've never seen before. And it all is bookended by all these magic tricks, so it kind of ties everything together. And it's really, really cool. Um, I think this show is completely not to be missed. However, this is unquestionably. 100% without a doubt, the most erotic show <laughs> Universal's ever done. There is a lot of skin-tight leather, men and women. There is a lot of suggestive dancing that really pushes everything beyond what you've seen before. Um, this isn't Bill and Ted's quote-unquote sexy dancing. <coughs> Excuse me. This is really, really provocative shit. Um... I, I've seen people compare it to BDSM. I don't think it's anything like that, anything close. But if the idea of seeing lots of like glistening, very fit, early 20-somethings dancing in tight leather and possibly like getting very close is a problem or... First of all, you're at Halloween Horror Nights. I don't know what event you're going to. That's like, this is this is Halloween Horror Nights. This is not, you know, Rock the Universe. So, first of all, second of all, uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, maybe, may, maybe if you 
decided to erroneously bring your kids to this event, this is probably the show you want to skip. Uh, otherwise, I still highly recommend this show. It is wonderful. Um, I can't wait to see it again. It's really, really good. Um, food and beverage. Uh, after all these years of Halloween Horror Nights offering some middling at best food, best thing you know for the longest time was Twisted Taters. Um, then I got into pizza fries, and then they really got into a lot of stuff. Um, this year's food offerings are just really, really good. Um, so let me – I forgot to open a window. So we had we, – we, we haven't tried everything, but we tried, I think, a, a good cross-section of the food um, this year. So <clears throat> what, what we tried this year – um, was the, I have not tried the fryer nice. I want to try that one. That one's the extra long fries with chocolate soft serve dip. That just sounds like a Wendy's fries and frosty. I'm trying that next time. But, um, I tried the bourbon candied pork belly, which is skewered thick cut bacon coated in an apple bourbon candy coating. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I do want to try the Monte Crisco waffle stick there. And I also want to try – so I want to try that there. Um, at the Classic Monsters Cafe, they have a bunch of stuff that I have not had, so never mind. Um, at Wicked Growth, I tried the Bog Slime, which is gin, lime juice, and homemade matcha cardamom syrup. <clears throat> it's really good, but it's also very earthy. That comes from the matcha cardamom syrup. Keep that in mind. Um, the first one I got, it was a little, a little syrupy, so it tasted like earth in a way. It tasted like how um, Scarecrow smelled. Um, another one I got tasted much better. So keep that in mind. Um, the one I got uh, food-wise was the Goiza. Um, the Goiza was wonderful. It was It's a spicy ground turkey with butternut squash. It's dumplings. Um, it was really, really good. Uh, but we got it t- two nights in a row, and, it, and just absolutely delicious. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, we also got the jalapeno bacon grilled cheese. Um, it was almost like a jalapeno popper. So <clears throat> best way to put it is that they have their grilled cheese, but this one like actually like seals the edges. So it's almost like a jalapeno popper. You bite into it and you got the jalapeno and the cream cheese and it, it's really, really good. <laughs> um, it was, it was fantastic. I really liked it. Um, then they also had a uh, brisket stuff, uh, brisket uh, grilled cheese, which a uh, brisket, a pepper jack, onions, tomatoes. Um, we we liked it, but the brisket was very salty. That's the only thing. Um, I want to try the tempa Reuben. That sounds pretty good. Um, we also had the uh, what was it? The poison tea party, which is iced tea and lemonade run punch with huckleberry and allspice. Yo, if you want if you want your day to be real bad real quick, get some of those because that is a really good drink. That is really good. It is dangerous how good that drink is. Um, we also <clears throat> I did not have this, but my friend did. Um, he had the jacked donut slider, which is a beef patty with bacon jam and American cheese on a bourbon glazed donut, and it's served with uh, potato chips, homemade potato chips. And he says it was amazing. Probably the best thing he had at the whole thing. It's very small. It's those little baby donuts. But he says it was just perfectly sweet and smoky, salty, and 
and uh, and fatty and and everything. He says it was perfect. It was wonderful. Um, so I definitely want to try that. So right now, when I go back down, I want to try that uh, the donut slider. Um, I want to try the Monte Crisco waffle. I want to try that fryer nice. I want to try the um, all the solution and all that stuff at the Monsters Cafe. Um, and I, I still want to do the pumpkin guts, but I heard I talked to someone about it and they said they didn't like it. So I don't know. <sighs> and maybe the Texas chainsaw food. But yeah, that's uh, the food offerings. Um, so to close out this podcast real quick, um, this is a good year. Um, it's not my uh, so far. It's not my favorite year, but of course, it's the first weekend. I'm not going to sign, seal and deliver this thing right quite yet. Um, nothing is kind of raised up to the level of Scarecrow or other things, but nothing's also depth, like plunged to the depths of, you know, really bad houses. So I'm okay with that. Um, previously you'd almost have two bad houses a year. Now it's like, you don't have any bad houses. They're all really good. Um, so that's, that's, I think really good. Um, for COVID, there was really no protection outside of casts wearing masks. So if the idea of people not social distancing or people not wearing masks freaks you out, don't go. Plain and simple. Um, for me, I had N95 masks. I felt fine. Um, I put those on when I was outside when in, in a crowd and I didn't feel comfortable. And I put them inside the house or food locations whenever I entered them. Simple as that. Felt protected. I felt fine. Um, N95 not only is about what you breathe out, but also what you breathe in. So that's kind of why I feel better about it. Um, ah, this is good beer. Other last minute thoughts. Um, I'm excited to go back down. I'll be back down 15th through the 20th. So if you uh, see me there, say hi. Um, and there's plenty of friends I need to hang out with again. Who I haven't seen, and uh, hopefully we're gonna have this uh, review article should be up by the time uh, this podcast is up. So go check that out, touringplans.com, and uh, give me leave a leave some impressions. Tell me what you think in the bot in, in the in the comments. You know all that fun stuff. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this has been a long episode. I know I've been drinking this beer for a while. This is not kind of the point of this whole entire podcast usually it's supposed to be 15 minutes this is now 35 but it's halloween horror nights what can i say um finishing the beer real quick house cream starts uh this weekend i believe it starts on the 10th um on friday i'm very excited to see what this turns into i am hoping for the best for SeaWorld. i am hoping best for the cast and everyone involved uh it already looks like they are planning on 2022 <coughs> uh very very uh aggressive i like it i hope it does well i also hope everyone's cool and not screw horror nights they have don't do masks slash vinyl sucks hollow screams my new best friend now stuff it's they're they're multi-million dollar or billion dollar companies charging you money for stuff they're not your friends um, you may be friends with people who run or operate it, but it's a job. Enjoy the event. Don't attach anything more to it. 
It's perfectly fine. Uh, I hope Stain Scream, I mean, not Stain Scream, Hall Scream goes great. I hope they do wonderful. Um, I really think that there's a market in Orlando for this. Uh, the problem is that you just can't like build it up like it, like some of the other events tried to do and didn't do well for obvious reasons. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's really exciting and uh, I can't wait. I'm going to be waiting with bated breath on my couch on Friday night as everyone runs around trying to do everything. So yep, yep, yep. So uh, I'll see you guys later and uh, have a good weekend. Bye.